Hi, it's Tanya and Christina with a bonus episode blast from the past. We are pulling some of our best content from the Florida Travel Pod Vault. Stay tuned to see what we have in store for you. You won't want to miss our rebroadcast of this top episode. You ready? Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 35, about haunted locations, this time in Central Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Do you love the idea of getting away and into the great outdoors, but don't relish the idea of sleeping in a tent on the ground? Have you heard the term glamping? It's a combination of glamour and camping, and that is what our featured sponsor this week is all about. Glamping Hub offers over 24,000 unique outdoor accommodations worldwide, and hundreds are available here in Florida, especially even in Central Florida that we're going to talk about today. So imagine staying in a luxury safari tent, like one in our own backyard, uh, complete with air conditioning, or maybe take a houseboat also in Central Florida. Prefer a seaside tiny house? They have those in abundance. Get started searching for your next family vacation or romantic couples getaway or haunted couples getaway (laughs) at glampinghub.com. All right, so this week we are going to talk about some more spooky places. Awesome. But before we talk about that, Tanya, do you have a tip for us this week? I do have a tip, and this tip of the week is all about backing up your photos. Oh, geez, I'm so how bad at that. Do you, how do you take your pictures when you're on vacation? On my phone. Well, so do I. But do you organize them? Nope. Do you put them in folders? I think I think I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I do. I think I do. Do you share them with your family? Yeah, absolutely. How, but do you do it more on just other than just Facebook? You can use photo like folders that you make and share like a, fo- a photo folder. You do. So yeah. you do that with your family. I use Google Photos on my phone. Even though I have an iPhone, I do like the Google Photos app and I will plug things into albums and then I can share it with my family. So this last trip we took, um, I took pictures, my son took pictures, my husband took pictures. And by all of us using Google Photos, because everyone has a Gmail account, right? You all have Google. I have like four email accounts. Exactly. (laughs) By using Google Photos, we can create an album together to share those photos. So then after our trip, my husband can put the photos in, my son can put the photos in, and I have everyone's photos without having to, you know, text back and forth or share photos um, other ways. So you don't want to have to color correct in those photos by being all red. So... (laughs) <laughs> don't forget your sunscreen. Oh, good tip. You're Thanks. right. <laughs> nice, nice segue. Thank you. It took me the whole time that you were saying that to come up with that. <laughs> Where are we going this week, Christina? So we are saying Central Florida. It is technically Middle Florida. This is like Middle Earth. <laughs> Doesn't Central mean Middle? I mean, it does. But see, when I think of Central Florida, I don't include Tampa in that. Oh, okay. I think that's semantics. I think some people do. True. I do think it's semantics. So I'm just going with Middle Earth, Florida. Middle Earth, Florida. Okay. What are we going to find in Middle Earth? All right. So what is the number one highway that we travel here in Central Florida? Um, 50? No. (laughs) 
I know. Listen, I know what the notes are. <laughs> I see the notes in front of me. I just really like to give Christina a hard time because Larry beat you to it, though. I know, but that's what our that's what our reviewers like, Christina. They leave us reviews on iTunes and tell us that they like our banter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's the word that they're thinking when they write it, banter. So I know what it is. And let's hear it, Tanya. It's I4. I4. I4 has some spectacular sights, including the I4 eyesore. <laughs> yes. Um, but did you know that we are with the interstate that is one of the country's most haunted highways? I would not have guessed the country's most haunted highway. I mean, that's... <laughs> we are famous. Really? All right. So we have a quarter mile stretch on Interstate 4 in Sanford, which is actually not that far from DeLand, which was that's uh, right, one, one of, of our, our previous episodes. Um, and it's said to be the most haunted highway and one of the most haunted highways in America. That's fascinating. I would have never guessed most haunted highway in America. It is um, named after Sanford, named after Henry Sanford. Um, so he marketed the southern shore of the lake in that area to new immigrants and potential citrus farmers. Okay. So he sold 640 acres to a group of German immigrants who founded the St. Joseph's Catholic Colony at the site. Okay. Yellow fever came about. Of course it did. <laughs> yep. And there was a grave site where the colony would have been. Oh. Um, and the land changed hands a few times and it ended up being owned by the city of Sanford. Okay. So St. Joseph's became a local legend. It was said that deadly consequences were in store for anyone who tampered with the grave site. That's that cemetery location. As it should be. We don't need poltergeist on our hands. Right, right. So local farmers say... A farmer's house burned down after he removed the grave sites or tampered with them. He, ooh, he, he moved the, the oh. grave markers. Oh, not good, dude. Not good. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so he was tampering with them by removing the grave, not built, not digging up bodies or anything, but still, he, yeah. not good. A child, not cool, was, man. Not child cool. was run over by a drunk driver after he oh. dug in the sites. Another strange activity occurred in the area that earned the nickname. Uh, field of the dead oh geez goodness no I'll, wonder i four is always so busy right although the graves were marked for relocation um it they got left behind and forgotten about and oh. paved over hurricane donna came through wreaked some havoc in the area after all of that so it basically was like a leveled space oh boy and now drivers taking over I-4 and Lake Monroe have reported strange interferences on their radios, and some claim to have seen ghostly apparitions on the road. Some long-haul truckers have claimed that their CB radios will blast with static when they drive over that stretch of the highway. And this section of I-4 is extremely prone to deadly car accidents and has gained the grim nickname, the I-4 Dead Zone. Ooh, that's that's not good. So be careful. Okay, like I've driven over that section so many times, and I wasn't paying attention, but now that I know this information... (laughs) Right. I mean, it wasn't that you weren't paying attention. You you were obviously paying attention to the road. Right. She's not a okay, not well, safe driver. But thanks for clarifying that, Tanya. <laughs> You're welcome. I got you. Uh, but yeah, same. I didn't know that area, and I'm now. I don't now. I don't want to drive over the road. Me either. Right. Not that we haven't done it like six thousand times before. But back roads now. Back roads. We'll get to those places. I just think I might take a different route. Eek. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. Knowing we the history behind it and that we've driven over it. Yeah. So 1886, Bumby is a road in downtown Orlando by Church Street. Um, oh, Church there's, Street. 
Yeah. That's a fun area. Yes, it is. It's also an extremely historic area with a lot of history um, of ghosts. But Tell me more. The Bumby Building was a family-run hardware store until the 1960s. It's now home to several businesses, including Hamburger Mary's and a variety of haunts. Most Bumby sightings report benign spirits, such as a small girl dressed in period clothing from the late 1800s. Okay. Who plays a skipping game over the brick road. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, fun, right? Some accounts say that the same girl can be seen in the windows waving and smiling to people as they pass by before she disappears from view. It's cute, right? That's very sweet. Mm -hmm. So cute. So cute. There's no known origin for her, who she might have been or how she died so early in life. Some stories speculate that she might not realize she's dead and simply continues acting like a normal child of her age. As you do. Yep. They they tell um, some nightly stories. Visitors say that other rumors say there was a spectral bartender wiping down counters. Those who claim to have caught the bartender's eye say that they mistook him for an enthusiastic worker in a costume. Oh, well. It's another story from that building because there's I mean, a bar there too. Yeah, there's, there's usually a little bit of drinking going on downtown this near Church Street. So yeah. I can understand why there might be a bartender <laughs> there. Ghosts are like, let's mess around with these, <laughs> these drunkards running around. I mean, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> So I can't say this. I feel like it might be Angel Built Hotel. Okay. Angel Built. I'll look it up. Hotel. It's on Orange Avenue, also in that Church Street. It's from the Roaring Twenties. Oh, fun. They're modern offices now, so they're just you know oh, regular. Not old. fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> so employees of the businesses in this building have described being alone in the bathroom stalls, only to have the doors refuse to unlock and then wildly start shaking. Oh, that's not also not fun. <laughs> yeah. And one story, a woman had to crawl under the stall in order to escape. And as she ran away, she heard loud banging noises behind her. Oh, my god! Because they said goodness. the stalls, the people would shake, the, or the stalls would shake after that. One of the more notable, Angebilt, however yeah. you say that. Angebilt, Angebilt, it's A-N-G-E-B-I-L-T. Yeah. So take um, for it what you will. The... Concerns a weekday, are we? Or sorry, weekend work emergency at an office suite in that building that was locked by a keypad. Only employees knew the code to get into the office. So, um, on one otherwise bright Saturday, a manager had to go into the office f- for a few hours and take care of some last minute crisis. And she found the upper floors of the building deserted, but she couldn't quite shake off the feeling that she was being watched. Though she muted sounds on her keyboard typing. The manager started to hear what sounded like a party. The sounds of the clicking gla- clinking glasses and other people walking just outside her office continued, but she tried hard to dismiss them as just outside from the streets below. Um, this was, of course, downtown Orlando. So um, soon, though, the weekend worker was interrupted by a whispering, shushing sound, followed by sharp rapping of knuckles on her door. <laughs> oh, Tanya. With her heart in her throat, the manager crossed the few steps to the office door, wrenched it open, and there was nothing there. <laughs> I'm just going to turn this into an old time radio show and get you some sound Not, effects. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so there was nothing there. Um, and so through the winding hallway, she confirmed that no one was there, nowhere to hide, no niche for pranksters to fold themselves out of sight. Yet the sound of giggling followed by high pitched <laughs> peals of laughter pierced the void. Can you do that, Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> and then silence. <laughs> Very good. Yes. We're doing our own radio show. Hear us next month. Okay. Yeah. So that one was a really creepy one, I thought, because um, 
there was nothing there. Uh, okay, so if any of our listeners work there, I definitely want to talk to you, and we I would love to bring you in. Let's do an interview so, live on the air. Yes, please. I so I found a website looking at the the Angebilt Hotel, and I love that this haunted places website actually says rate this haunted place. It's got an 82% rating that people do think it's haunted. I think that's a pretty good confirmation, don't you? I definitely think that that's a good confirmation. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, we have the Orange Hill Cemetery. It's a vacant field now, but 1907 and 1961, it was a potter's field or um, otherwise known as a pauper's cemetery. Oh, okay. For 500 families who couldn't afford burial for their relatives. Oh. So of those 500 graves, only five plots had markers, and those have been dated to the early 1940s. It has been heard walking through and around that area that people have seen and felt and observed all kinds of spectral activities. But they're seeing as they were, it's a pauper cemetery. Those are just regular old folk of that time. Oh, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And we talked about how interesting cemeteries can be and there's a big marker in the middle of that field now because um there's no more markers so they made one giant marker in the middle and where is this one orange hill cemetery okay um and is that orlando that Mm -hmm. is orlando Orlando. okay (laughs) i see it here oh yeah that very very interesting there's a like a like it's a tall pointed marker that they use not a not just a, a gravestone so now we will move down into Tampa area to Ebor. So Ebor, like Church Street, is also very well known for its haunted history. Again, because it's, it is that. It goes back, yeah. Oh, I wanted to say something really quick. Um, okay. That the story of, I just, it just struck me because I was thinking Ebor and I was thinking Roaring Twenties and that was like a, so that, that story about the girl who heard the party mm-hmm. and then the knock on the door and then the silence, it led me to feel like, I wonder if that was like a, a speakeasy type. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's a big party and then all of a sudden, shh, cause the police are coming or somebody heard us. or whatever. I, I mean, I like that theory. That's a good one. It's just a theory and it came out of my brain. So it's not for real. <laughs> All right, Ebor City. The Ebor City Cuban Club it was built in 1917 with a ballroom, cantina, library, bowling alley, pool, two-story theater. I mean, that seems like it was the place to be, right? Wow, yeah. There were two deaths dating back to the 1920s. An actor died by suicide <sighs> on stage, and a member of the board was murdered during an argument. They say that they still appear in the building, but many reported seeing a lady ghost in the in a misty dress that comes down the stairs and pianos will play without anybody being near them and elevators will run at odd times. Like super creepy stuff. Um, yeah, my jaw hit the floor with some <laughs> of that and I had no words for a minute there. <laughs> I mean, those theaters. I love old theaters. So do I. And so if this has some of that old drama, both <laughs> both on stage and off. Yep. What a story. Yeah, there's a photographer that was setting up to take um, prom pictures on the stage. And he claims that all of a sudden the big door on the side of the auditorium started shaking and they heard noises above the stage. There's said to be a young boy that plays ball in the theater. Okay. There's a lot that has been reported in the E-War Cuban Club. That is really... It was a pretty happening place, though. It sounds like it. When are we going? <laughs> when we go to Ebor. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have to do that, <laughs> yes, don't we? Yes, we do. 
Christina, you know, I get asked all the time how you can support our podcast. Why? Well, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to do the research, to travel, try out new things, to bring all of this information to our listeners. We also have to put it all together once we've recorded. Yes, we do. We have to write the show notes and upload everything. It takes time. It takes work. But it's, it is work that we enjoy. Yes. It, I mean, this is part of our career, right? Exactly. However, you can support us by supporting us on Patreon. Yes, Patreon is a way for you to become sort of a part of what we do. And and you can even have a a name when you support us on Patreon. You can have a name? What kind of name do you get? We have the Florida Tourists, which is someone who supports us at the level where you get a shout out on our episode, on a future episode. That's cool. You have the Snowbird. With the Snowbird, you get the shout out, but you also get exclusive Florida Travel Pod sticker and a postcard. Oh, how fun. And I love that we... We called it Snowbird. Yeah, Snowbirds, <laughs> they, they come over here during wintertime and take over our state. And now we have the Florida man. Of course He's we do. the true at heart Florida soul, and they get the shout out, the sticker, but they also get a travel mug once they've been with us for three months. Nice. Yep, it's a fantastic way to support us and say, hey, we'd like for you guys to get an income for what you're doing. Absolutely. It really is. It helps creators all over the world support their business. And you helping us supports our business really does mean the world to us. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So there's a drunken Cuban ghost... In the Florida Brewery Company. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. That's our kind of place, right? (laughs) Yeah. So now it's it's the Swope Rodante PA on East Avenue. Public attorney? I guess. Well, I know that PA stands for public attorney, but still. Private attorney? Public attorney? Okay. Anyway. But the first night it opened as a bar, there was free beer. And of course, with free free beer, a big bar brawl broke out. Of course it did. And a man was killed when he hit his head. Oh. So now the drunken man can be heard talking in Spanish and walking around in the law firm's building at night. The story is that he fought over the beer and still hasn't let it go. I, 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 <laughs> I won't get into tussle with that, with that ghost. Nope. <laughs> he, I mean, take a man's free beer away? Yeah. Uh, the old Tampa book company. I love bookstores. I love bookstores. A haunted bookstore? Mm-hmm. The bookstore's <laughs> owners kept the chairs from the old shop. Um, it used to be a, a tailor's storefront. So they kept the owners from the old shop, and now they're said to move on their own. Oh, The dear. owners are, have also found a bloody pair of scissors on the floor, and passersby said that they took pictures of the shop to see a man in a top hat and a woman who seemed to be in pain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bloody scissors. Oh, yeah. Not cool. Not <laughs> not cool, man. Not cool. So that's the old Tampa book company. Otherwise, um, it used to be a Taylor's storefront. Okay. I mean, I like that, though, too. I like that it was a book company. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. Um, also, here we go with another theater story, the historic Tampa Theater. This one actually has a ton of stories. I had to like limit myself on this one because <laughs> I could have gone on for a while. And we were worried that you weren't going to get through everything and even cover Tampa today. I know. I'm really trying to like get through it and you're, not elaborate. You're, you're fine. You're fine. You got you got time. Good. Okay. Because this one has a seat. But I also found more for when you're done. Oh, good. Well, seat 308. 
Okay. In the historic Tampa theater, a man has been spotted sitting in the seat when the theater has been closed. The theater goer, donning a fedora, seems to be a guest from earlier periods of the theater's operations. Ooh. I guess that's his seat. Maybe he was like a season pass holder or something. Okay. Yeah. Fink Finley was a projectionist. What a great name. For a projectionist, too. Like, that's, you imagine Fink. Hey, hey, Mr. Fink. <laughs> I like the idea that he could have been a reporter, though. Fink Finkley, reporting live from the Tampa Theater. <laughs> Fink Finley Fink turn on the projector there you go he had a heart attack there he died later um, and he's apparently a friendly ghost Uh, he's been seen uh, and even photographed and so people say that he's just there because he really wants to make sure that everything keeps running properly He, he really had a passion for his his projection job and so they say that he just doesn't want anyone else to do it because he's afraid it's not gonna be done right Now, yeah, I mean, this one's kind of crazy. Robert Lanier was a ticket collector who was found tragically. This one's this one's hard to say. Tragically, right outside the ticket booth, he was beaten to the point where his skull was bashed in. (gasps) His murder was never solved. He was found right outside of his ticket booth. I mean, I mean, I know theater tickets can be expensive, but come on. I know. I'm I'm guessing there was some mobster activity Uh, going on. Yeah good call yeah i mean like think of the time period right yeah so he was his murder was never solved and it it is believed that he remains very close to that booth as he awaits his redemption wow go buy a ticket at that ticket booth um maybe online (laughs) (laughs) he's the reason that they sell their tickets online that That one's un- really, really sad and unfortunate. I, you know, we, I know we try to joke around a little bit, but that's, right. there's that's, been several that we have talked about that were very sad and unfortunate. I mean, they're all there. Any ghost story is going to have its tragic tragedy mm-hmm. behind it. I mean, obviously we don't live forever, but I know we've got a little bit of time, Christina. I found one that um, I thought I would take a look and see if at one of our favorite hotels in St. Pete, you know, that big pink hotel. Oh, yes. The, the um, Don, Don Cesar. Cesar. Yeah. Yes. So if we're talking the Tampa area, St. Pete isn't far from Tampa, right? So I thought, well, you did all the research for this. Maybe I can contribute a little bit. <laughs> Of course, there are haunted rooms and haunted places at this old hotel. So one of the most famous ones I found is actually the, um, the oh, it was the owner. Yes, the original owner. Thomas Rowe was um, the original owner of the Don Cesar. And when he was a student in London, he um, fell in love with this beautiful woman by the name of Lucinda. And as soon as he set eyes on her, he immediately fell in love. Is this a mushy love story? It is a love story. This one's a good story. It's maybe a good one for us to end on for this episode. (laughs) Um, However, her parents didn't um, approve of the relationship. This is 1890s. And so they her parents quickly escorted her back to Spain. Uh, however, they both promised they would write. And Thomas's letters, though, were always returned to him unopened. So, yes, tragic love story. I'm sure the parents intervened and didn't allow his letters to get through to Lucinda. Um, however, he did receive one letter from her before she passed, which read, Time is infinite. I wait for you by our fountain to share our timeless love. Our destiny is time. 
Isn't that a beautiful story? That is a beautiful story. So now he's in America. He avowed he's never going to love another woman. And when he built the Don Cesar, he had an exact replica of the fountain where he and Lucinda used to meet all those years ago. And um, people started seeing the hauntings in 1973. So staff and guests have reported seeing a gentleman in a white suit walking along the beach before vanishing. And his description matches that of Thomas. And then other guests um, see them, you know, in the company of a beautiful raven-haired woman believed to be the ghost of Lucinda. So perhaps they started seeing these in 1973 because maybe that's when she passed. And now they're spending eternity together at the Don Cesar. Oh, at the fountain. I'm very happy that I found a a happy story to end on instead of people losing their heads and digging up graves and getting hit by cars and and, and being having their heads bashed in behind chicken. <laughs> yes. I told scary stories. Yes. I did good. You did good. And I'm very proud you of you. You should be proud of me. Everybody proud of me because I did scary stories. Okay. Are you going to go visit any of these places? Um, that's probably debatable. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, we could go to the Don Cesar for sure. Well, we should go to the Don Cesar because I'm sure they've got some good drinks. Absolutely. I mean, we usually talk about, you know, I think we skipped it on our last episode. We usually talk about where we would go or top what we three. would do. Yeah. Our, our top three. Do you have any top three in here? I don't know. The Ebor City Cuban Club yes. sounds like spectacular i'm there with you with you on that one and definitely i want to look at seat 308 in the tampa theater yeah i mean and of course the um how do we say angebilt 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 hotel if you work there please i want to hear your stories yeah we want to hear any of your stories if you have any um stories of haunted places in middle earth florida here middle earth (laughs) Goodness. Please tell us your haunted stories, things you've experienced, because they're so fun. I love, I love these stories, even though I don't like scary things. Yes. Well, how about now? It's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our Florida favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week, Christina, <laughs> you found such a gem. I'm so excited. I did. Ghost Kitchen Meals. Ghost Kitchen Meals. Okay, seriously, they have a huge menu. Okay, they have, tell me a little bit about them. (laughs) Okay, their food is fresh prepared. They have a very like special private facility where they prepare all of their foods um, and everything is fresh ingredients, fresh uh, handmade meals. They they butcher, roast and grill their meats while all the sauces and doughs and marinades, dressings and spices are all from scratch crafted in their in-house licensed and professional state-of-the-art commercial kitchen. Sounds Amazing. They, and they're at ghostkitchenmeals.com. Um, and they do have a full menu. So you can order like appetizers and desserts and and main course dishes and like you name it. It's on there. And they're located in Orlando, which is in the central Florida area. So I really, I wish they had like a restaurant because their food sounds so good. It does sound. I think you could, you know, receive a fully cooked, fresh prepared meal that you can heat up yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe find something that you can take while you go seek out some ghosts in the Seriously, area. Seriously, ghost kitchen meals. I love it. Yes. 
All right. Stay tuned and you're going to find out where we're heading out next week. But, but in the meantime, first, you need to make sure that you are following us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com because that is where everything that we are currently doing, well, you can see it before we ever talk about it. It's going to be all of our <laughs> pictures, experiences, videos. Everything is on our social media. And I know Christina's got a couple of trips coming up and so do I. So yep. definitely stay tuned. We're going to make sure we're posting a little bit more on our social. Have you experienced something that we haven't talked about? If you have, please comment with your favorite um, anecdotes or tips or things that we may have missed, ideas ghost about. Tours. Yes, any ghosts you've seen, ghost stories, ghost locations, we want to hear about it. You can also email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com. And you can support us by following us, leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really does help others discover our content. And when we have more people who discover our content, we will put more out there, right? We'll, we'll give you a shout out and let, yeah. you, let you hear about it. If you enjoy us, you can consider supporting us. We are creators. We are sitting here doing this for, uh, it's not just for fun. It is for your benefit. And you can go to Patreon to support us at patreon.com slash Florida travel pod we're gonna give you postcards stickers more maybe some exclusive content one of these days if you support us it allows us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the sunshine state so where are we headed next week we're gonna do some more haunted locations in south florida south florida this way we're gonna be hot and hot and spicy in (laughs) south florida oh boy But we're going to have all of the haunted locations for you in September so that you can go start, you know, preparing for Halloween for spooky season. But that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Now all you have to say is... Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. What was that? Alexa, play Collage Travel Radio on TuneIn. Really? Now Collage Travel Radio expands our reach to TuneIn's 30 million U.S.-based listeners via TuneIn's app. Wow! Plus 200 connected devices and auto partners, which include Tesla, Volvo, Sonos, Amazon, Samsung, and others. This is Collage Travel Radio.